0: Hey, this is Calvin Rosser, and welcome back to the Shit You Don't Learn in School podcast. Today, I want to introduce you to my system of reading nonfiction books, which will allow you to understand, retain, and apply more of the information that you read through books. And that may sound like a boring topic, but as a nerd like me, I think it's pretty interesting, and I think it's a crazy valuable skill set in today's economy and just for your life, reading books and understanding information, if you can do that. You can do many, many things and keep growing. So let's get to it. So before I dive in, I wanted to just start with a little context, and that's that I started reading again about five years ago, and I read probably 30 to 40 books a year, and it just dramatically improved the quality of my life. I think it's the best habit I've developed since graduating from college. And the reason for that is because I've learned so many things that have helped me in my personal and professional life through reading, and they've just overall made me a better person, a more effective professional, and someone who can learn fairly quickly and just adapt to a pretty fast-changing world. So I think reading in general is an amazing habit to develop. You can read for many reasons. Today I'm going to focus on reading nonfiction books and a system to help you do that more effectively. But of course, you can get lost in fiction and all kinds of other things. But today, I want to talk about reading nonfiction books and and how you can learn from that in a really productive and simple way. So let me get started. The first and most important thing of reading books, selecting a book. And when I first started, I had no idea how to select books. I didn't know how to navigate which books I was interested in. I didn't even know what I was interested in. So I took a few recommendations from friends. And after three or five books, I think, you know, two landed home and and a few of the others didn't, but I realized through reading a couple of good books, wow, this stuff is really powerful. And so from then on out, I've you know learned how to navigate finding books by getting recommendations from friends, uh, writing down suggestions from podcast interviews, and then also getting book recommendations from the books I'm reading. Lots of books reference other books, and so I create this really simple list of potential books, and I note where they came from. For example, if someone recommended a book to me for a specific reason i'll write down that that person did that and that serves a couple of functions because you know i may go back and read that book two years later and i'm able to then reach out to the person and thank them let them know what i learned and i think that's a really cool way of connecting with people and and people also like you know their recommendations being taken and so that's another way to value that person's time that they gave me to recommend the book so i have this list of books and then the question becomes, you know, how do you select from the books? I read three or four books at a time, so I can be a little bit less selective at times. But at the end of the day, there's more books out there than you can read, far, far more. And so you need to be really conscious about the books you choose. I always start from the, the question of what am I interested in right now? And what, what are the problems that I'm trying to solve? I found that with nonfiction books, if I'm interested in a topic and it's related to a problem I want to solve, I'm going to be much, much more engaged in the book and retain a lot more of that. So this brings me to step two of the process, which is setting your intention. Your intention is, you know, the reason you're reading the book. So are you doing it for entertainment? Are you trying to forget your life? Are you trying to learn a new skill? Do you want to solve a problem? Do you want to relax before bed? There's all kinds of things that you can do. I typically go the route of picking books that will help me learn a new skill or solve a problem in my life or just explore an interest. And once that's clear, I select the book and I understand why I'm reading it. And that's just super powerful because it guides the lens through which you read it. The next step is preparing to read. This may seem silly, preparing to read. You can just pick up the book and, and dive in. That's fine, but if you want to retain and apply the information you consume, there are a couple of things that you can do beforehand that might help you. One of the things I do is I listen to a podcast interview with the author. Often authors go on book tours to promote their book. So I can hear from the author's perspective why did they read the book? What are the key lessons that they want you to learn? And w- like who is this person? What is their story? And that kind of helps you just understand the context of the book, but also it starts to prime your mind so that you can understand and absorb what you're about to read. I don't always do the podcast thing and sometimes I do it when I'm 25 to fifty percent of the way into the book. and then by the way, there's books that you know don't have podcast interviews available. So in that case, I may go read a summary of that book, or I may just learn about the author and see about the time period in which they existed. For example, with Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, which is an amazing and, and timeless book, you, know, you have to kind of understand the, the 60s and 70s time period in which it was written to fully capture the author and, and the story and, and, and to really understand that. And so even just that baseline knowledge can help you dive into a book in a more prepared way. And the last thing is I always look through the table of contents or the kind of summary of, of the book and what's to come. I just glance through that, see kind of the structure of the book, what's about to come, and, and that's another way to prime the mind. The fourth step in the system is focusing. So if you're reading a book to learn something, you need to be focused. Otherwise, you're just going to forget almost everything you read. Even if you're focused, you're probably going to forget most of what you read, but this is is really important. So one thing I do, especially if I'm reading a book to solve a problem or learn a new skill, I don't read directly before bed. I don't read when I'm in a hyper-distracted state, and I know when that's happening because I pick up the book, I start reading it, and I'm just thinking about other things. And if that's the case, it's not worth reading that book. Maybe I'll go to one where it's just a general interest book, or I'll listen to a podcast, or I'll do something else. But definitely don't take the the ones where you really want to learn and, and to do that in a distracted state. If you do want to read before bed or to relax, pick up a work of fiction or you can do nonfiction books like Meditations by Marcus Aurelius, which you just don't need to remember the details of these of these books. They're just sort of stories you can get lost in or lessons that are applicable at any time, and those are really good if you want to do the turn the mind off type of thing. Finally, on focusing, I actually think the biggest barrier to focusing on books is when you are reading shitty books. So one thing I've learned to do is if I'm reading a book and for whatever reason I'm not interested in it, it may be a great book, but perhaps it's not the right time for me to read it or I just don't resonate with the way the author writes, that's fine. I don't try to slog my way through the book. And the reason is because I've gone through periods where I'm reading books that I'm not that interested in or that I feel like are a slog. So that makes me less likely to want to read. And if I'm less likely to want to read, I'm going to read less often. And I might spend months going through a book that I could have just dropped for three or four other books that would have really got me going and engaged in reading more. So there's a huge, huge opportunity cost if you fall into this trap of needing to finish every book you pick up. Just because a book is relevant to you or someone recommended it and everyone thinks it's great, it just may not be great for you. So don't keep digging through it to try to find the gold that other people saw. It just may not work for you. And remember that if you can learn to put it down, you will avoid this problem of not reading because you don't enjoy the books that you're reading. So it's important that you're enjoying reading and the purpose for it. And that will help you focus. The fifth step of the system is taking notes. So taking notes as you read may seem extreme. It may seem academic, but how are you going to remember All of the things that you're learning, especially if you're reading multiple books at a time or you're engaged in all kinds of other things, taking notes is just so critical. And there's many ways in which you can do this. So when I was traveling the world, I just had a Kindle. I couldn't carry around paper books. So what I did is I would highlight passages that I found uh, were relevant stories or pieces of information or lessons that I wanted to return to. And sometimes I'd add a note that provided the context of what I was thinking when I highlighted that passage And then there's this really cool app, it's called Readwise, I'll link it in the show notes, but you just click a button and it imports all of your highlights from your Kindle and you have them in a nice user interface and you can see those lessons, which will be really important for the next step of this process. But the whole point is that I was sort of capturing the things that piqued my interest as I was reading. Now that I have a place and can use physical books and actually enjoy that, I will Actually, take notes in the books. I will bracket pa- passages that I find interesting. I'll write notes in the margins. If it's a book where it doesn't really make sense to do that, I will actually sit with the book near my computer so that I can take notes as I'm reading the book. In fact, I'm doing that right now with a book called Storytelling with Data, which is one that I'm reading purely because it's relevant to becoming a better uh, creator of PowerPoints and storyteller with data, which is super important for my job and it's just one of these books where it's almost like a textbook so I need to go through it, I'm summarizing what I'm learning and I'm sitting near my computer when I'm doing that instead of trying to note uh, passages in the book and that that so happens to work well here. So you'll find the way of taking notes that makes the most sense for you. but the point is is that you're capturing your ideas because later you're going to return to them. Final note is on audiobooks. I know a lot of people like to listen to audiobooks. While they're driving, working out, cooking, cleaning, whatever. Just one note here is I think you retain so much less information with an audiobook. Mostly it's just interesting. So a little tip for audiobooks, read things like biographies, history, or, you know, other books with just stories that you're interested in in learning more about where you can still learn from the book, but you don't need to know the specific details of everything to get the most value out of the book. And that's great, too, because you're able to consume more books and to do it while you're on the go. Sometimes it's pretty hard to actually, you know, have a physical book in your hand and sit down to read it. Or maybe you don't want to do that. And it's easier to just listen to audiobooks. I definitely wouldn't do everything on audiobook unless you're some some sort of superhuman who can learn really well through that medium or aggressively take notes while you're doing it. But I found that I don't retain very much at all of audiobooks. And so my book selection when it comes to those is is quite different. The final step in the process, so you've selected a book, you've set your intention, you've prepared, you're focused while you're reading it, you're taking notes. The last step when you finish the book is about reviewing and reflecting. So this is the most important part of the process for long-term memory. And what I do is within a week of finishing the book, I revisit my highlights or my notes from the book and I start from the beginning, and I just go through, I review, you know what are the ideas that I highlighted, What do I feel about them now? How can I translate those into actions? And then I take all of the ones that I still find relevant. Some of them I'm like, "Why the hell did I highlight this? I don't know, and that's why it's helpful to write the reason why you highlighted it because sometimes your mind, while you're reading, is in a completely different place than when you're reflecting and it it won't make sense. Anyways, I take all of the notes that I still find relevant, I put them in a document, and then I write you know, the different ways in which I can translate them to action. I summarize the ideas and I ultimately publish them as a book review on my website, which helps me stay accountable for this note taking process, but also helps me distill and learn the key lessons from the book and communicate those to others. So those notes are, you know, really useful for people who just want to quickly get exposure to good ideas or to, you know, see what someone else thought of as a book. So lots and lots of readers go to those. You can find them at calvinrosser.com forward slash notes. But most importantly, they're a tool for me to just learn from the books and also to reference books over time. I can't tell you how many times I've thought of a lesson. I knew where the book was from. I just go to my notes and I can reference it in a work conversation fairly quickly or in a personal conversation or whatever. And it just helps me connect ideas that are important to me in a way that with just my average memory I would not be able to do. Here's some final thoughts. With reading quality is just important. There's so many books out there and you don't have much time to read many of them. You can read only just a small fraction. And so I would just focus on getting the most out of the things that you read. You can do a really good job by, you know, doing the upfront work of selecting the right books, preparing, focusing, taking notes, making sure that it's relevant to your life. Otherwise, You're probably not going to be that engaged. But from time to time, you're going to come across a book that just isn't that interesting for you. So discard that and go to the next one. Also, avoid the tendency to race from book to book. You can never get to all of them. I know a lot of people who start out on their personal development journey, they get sort of addicted and they're trying to read the next book and the next book and the next book because they want to get all the ideas. Here's the reality it's, you know, 90% of the ideas are communicated within a small subset of books. And it's about, how you understand those ideas, and how you can apply those to your life. And so I would not race from book to book seeking answers. If you feel like you're doing that, it might be good to just slow down and think about what you've learned so far, maybe where the gaps are and focus on that, but also to just go out into the world and apply the lessons that you're learning. I think in today's world, there's no more valuable skill than being a good learner. And reading books is one way to be a good learner. I'm a generalist in my job and always have been, and I just enjoy getting a diversity of experience and exposure to different projects. And books help me move up the learning curve really quickly, and they help me kind of make up for certain things that you know may take many years of experience. You can't fully replace experience, but you can get pretty far with books, and if you learn how to navigate them and use your own psychology and really dedicate the time to continue learning, You're just going to keep growing in your personal life, in your professional life, and you're going to learn from people who are much smarter than you and who had different life experiences, and that is just so incredibly useful. Most of the smartest and most successful people I know are pretty avid readers, and you know we all go through phases and cycles. If you're not reading for a month or something because you're busy on actually working on your project or whatever it may be, that's fine, but continuously getting exposure to ideas through reading, it's just... I can't recommend it enough. So I'll include all the resources here in the show notes. You can find the episode at calvinroster.com forward slash podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, I also have an article that outlines this full process in detail. If it's helpful to see it in writing, I'll put it in the show notes for this episode. Also, if you enjoyed this resource, definitely subscribe to my weekly newsletter. It's called Life Reimagined, and it's all about how to improve the quality of your life, learning about how to read better and learning how to learn. Those fall within that framework and you'll get more ideas and resources in the latest podcasts in that email. And that's the best way to connect with me as well. If you have any ideas or you want to chat, you can always email me through that newsletter and that's it. So thank you so much for tuning in. Happy reading and happy book selecting. If you ever have recommendations, definitely send them my, my way. I'll add them to my list and I'll let you know when I get to it. Thanks so much.